The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to another episode of MASH Minute. We're the Movies by a Minute podcast that's analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film. Not the 11 seasons TV show Minute by Minute. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm Thomas Howes. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to hear your voice again, Tierney. <laughs> Thomas- it's nice to be recording once again with your with your lovely voice. Woohoo! Thomas and I did The Never-Ending Minute, which was the Movies by Minute podcast of The Never-Ending Story. Yes, such a long time ago, and we still have to do see or er, uh, a movie too. I two. was just going to say, do you remember? <laughs> We said we would do the sequels, not minute by minute, but a little we bit. We will. We will. We both let life get in the way in other podcasts. Because John Wesley chips is the whole thing, and I have feelings because Dawson's dead. <laughs> yeah, we do need to do it. We just, we both got started on other projects and haven't found time, and somebody had a baby, and that kind of got in the way, and <laughs> things happen. Literally, by the end of that. <laughs> I literally couldn't sit next to my microphone. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite pictures is me trying to do the podcast with Tammy Stronach two days before my due date. Yes, that was outstanding. <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah, so I started another project and it's this. Ta-da! And I've kidnapped you over here. Yes. So we can podcast together once more. I have started another project as well, not minute by minute, but I'm working on a project called Crit Storm Cast, where we play D&D and everybody gets to listen and laugh with us as we go through a very spooky, dark thing and make fun of our DM a lot. (laughs) And eventually it will be a complete story and then someone can do a podcast about it minute by minute. There we go. Oh, wow. That'd be very meta, wouldn't it? Very. (laughs) All coming together. Today we've come together to talk about Minute 32 of MASH Minutes. So, this is a minute that starts with Hojon sweeping the swamp while an announcement plays. And it ends with a swaddle trapper John looking hopeful. So everyone, get your sleeping bags, zip them all the way up, cuddle up in them, get ready to play Inchworm. Or whatever battle you guys did in sleeping bags. <laughs> I've never been able to do that. If I did that, my head, my body would be bent in half because my legs are too long to, <laughs> to get my head inside the little the little zipped up part. <laughs> I definitely remember many times at camp having to break up. I don't. Well, maybe I did them as a camp, and I just don't remember. But I remember having to stop my campers. From putting the sleeping bags over their heads and then running at each other or like flailing at each other. Oh, jeez. Inchworms. But that's not what's happening in this minute. What's happening is that we're figuring out what Henry's idea of strong discipline is. <laughs> Quote unquote. <laughs> Before we get past this sweeping bit, I have a Koreans in the movie set in Korea alert. 
Alert, alert. Alert. They do exist. <laughs> you look through the tent past Hojon, there are other people here. Now, you've already gone locals. way too far, Tierney. We can't pass up the announcement to okay. attention compound, urine specimens, and then it breaks off. Will be required from all person. <laughs> Never mind. Yep. yep. That caught your ear, did it? Definitely. <laughs> Don't want to skip straight to how important coffee is in the armed services. Eh? Reminds me about the good me. old days and taking <laughs> doing your specimens. Uh, so I don't think Megan knows uh, the context for that sentence. So yeah, can we explain this? Because I'm a little confused. Please explain. Did, were you well, a medic or something? No, but I was in the military and we often had to do, actually almost monthly, had to do urinalysis where we'd have to go and give urine specimens to verify that we were, in fact, not using drugs. Ah, Mm-hmm. And I take it caffeine, thankfully, didn't count as a drug. No, caffeine did not count, and we could have all of that we wanted. That and that's was. why I never popped for all the no-dos that I took. Did they check for alcohol? Only if you got in trouble doing something. Okay, because I was thinking just, like, this whole mash unit would be in trouble if that was the case. So I figured not, but... Yeah, it's usually only if you get in trouble or you do something stupid while you're using alcohol, and then... Then that becomes a factor. It becomes an alcohol-related incident. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Yeah, I didn't listen that hard. I was too distracted by the fact that Hojon is wearing my default weekend cleaning outfit, so I'm really <laughs> feeling a kinship with him right now. <laughs> what exactly is that? The half-robe with the t-shirt? Yeah, I think that's just an oversized, like, that's someone else's. Okay. That's someone else's like, flannel. Yeah. <laughs> and I always, I always think I'm going to, like get dressed for a day on the weekend and then she's like yeah these are clothes this is fine <laughs> i also they have might a talent get dirty for, who cares i don't tend to sweep things onto people but i do have a talent for leaving the dust to come back with the dustpan in like the worst possible place now in his defense he didn't do that on purpose no <laughs> oh it's so great but ain't that always the way yeah he, they yeah. they did time this rather well and had him coming through you know, the whole comedic timing is perfect. Just have him walk up as the door opens and foosh right in his face. <laughs> and he doesn't even give it a second notice. He, like, barely even says anything. Oh, my God. Well, he's so steamed. Yeah. This is Henry steamed. So, Thomas, I take it you don't know the movie MASH very well because literally two people on this earth do and you're talking to them. <laughs> True. I, I will say that is a valid point. <laughs> So in the previous scene, Frank Burns, uh, another doctor who used to live in this tent until they literally drove him out with their shenanigans. <sighs> One of his patients passed away, and according to him, it's never his fault. Never. He blamed Boone, who is one of the younger, innocent enlisted men. And Trapper John, taking offense to this and having had enough, hauled off and punched him. Now... How these characters compared to the TV show, they do match up some, right? Like uh, Burns, isn't Burns the guy that nobody likes that um, yeah. dates Burns is still Burns. Hot Lips? <laughs> yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's not dating her yet, but yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he will be. Just making sure I have the right face Shortly. for the character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Trapper John is a little less congenial. Yeah. than he is on the show, but still the same idea. Okay. Yeah, I believe uh, Wayne, what's his face, would have, his character would have punched Burns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. this scenario. Totally so, 
this isn't unrelated. Now, one thing that is a change from the show that actually did become super contentious is we find out in this minute that Trapper John is going to be chief surgeon. And that is Hawkeye's role in the TV show. Also, Trapper John is here because they wanted a thoracic surgeon, which is Hawkeye's specialty in the TV show. Now, so literally the two things that made Trapper John special are immediately given to Alan Alda when this becomes <laughs> Pretty much. And I really can't blame him because Alan Alda does amazing. But Yes, but I also see why it was a little awkward. Yeah, right. why Wayne would have been like, but wait a second. Uh, there's really very little for me to do here as Trapper John. And then Whereas in this movie, he right. is... He's a a leading man. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Duke, who's not... Who didn't even make it onto the show. Didn't make it. No, he's like your southern womanizing gentleman. Yeah. Who I love to hate just as much as Frank Burns in some ways, but for different reasons. Oh. Oh. And you guys think you could argue... I your problematic fave? <laughs> <laughs> I would argue, though, that some of Duke's womanizing qualities, you know, in the television show ended up going to both Hawkeye and Trapper. Like, they sort of just went... Yeah, they kind of split it down the they middle. They kind of split the difference and went... Each. And the gentleman sort of just went, boop. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, like, we don't need this extra actor because we can't afford them or whatever. We don't want to deal with it. Um, so yeah. we'll just sort of split them in half and go, boop, here we go. <laughs> oh. Oh, which is kind of true. Leaving me sad. <laughs> I love Hawkeye. But it's show. okay because, yeah, Alan Alda got cast as Hawkeye, so I right, can just so, transfer my allegiances. Exactly. It's okay. So out of curiosity, and you may have already talked oh, about oh. this on the show. Yeah. Which did you watch first, the movie or the show? Show. Definitely show. Okay. And then I read the book, and then I saw the movie. Okay. So I did it kind of backwards, I guess. But no, that's kind of what I did with no, never ending story. <laughs> I watched the movie a ton, then I finally read the book when I was an adult. Now, had you seen this movie at all before? I have. I just don't remember it that well. I just I remember watching it because I liked the show, and I don't remember a whole lot about it, honestly. <laughs> Guessing it was nothing. Yeah. We, we've had a lot of people be like, oh, I would love to be on MASH Minute. We're doing the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I understood what I was, was what I was signing up for, at least. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you, you, you get it. You're here. <laughs> you know what's going on. You know that these guys, while Blake is still a lovable, bumbling CO, he's playing it a little more straight here. Yeah. Than, but uh, you know what? In my research earlier, when I went on a deep dive, why I still don't know about <laughs> coffee mugs in the armed services, I learned how important coffee is in the Navy. So this scene, you know, he can put in his coffee order and continue yelling at Trapper John without <laughs> blinking an eye. <laughs> not only is coffee important, but coffee mugs are very important in the Navy as well. You have, especially when you get to the chief rank, which is an E7, you almost have to have a mug that is yours. And most chiefs do not wash that mug. They get very proud of the coffee stain that, that comes with <laughs> having constantly used that cup. And if you wash that cup and they don't know about it, you can get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but won't that just make the coffee taste worse over time? I don't know, but it's a rule. You do not touch somebody else's coffee cup or you will probably be in some sort of trouble. They worked hard to get that stain and they are going to keep it. 
Okay. I think, well, I guess it does. You can't see my time. horrified I'll... face right now. Oh, I can imagine it. <laughs> I mean, I drink a lot of tea, and my cups inside, my mugs are pretty disgusting inside, but I still wash them. Update. That was my thing because it's like it stains anyway. <laughs> But after a while, I feel like your tea just tastes kind of like old and stale, even though you just made it, because it has, you know, especially, well, I also use cream, too. In their defense, they're usually drinking it pretty constantly, so the only time it doesn't have coffee in it (laughs) is when they're sleeping, (laughs) so. Okay, fair enough, I guess. And if you really want to see a disgust face, you should talk to Tierney about eggs and orange juice. You don't you don't like eating eggs and orange juice at breakfast? No. You blend really? them together. It's quite the surprise, or quite no. the uh, delicacy. They should be in separate containers. Well, they they wait. People don't like have eggs. Oh on the yeah, plate no 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 no. Have... He's talking about a drink. Oh, Mixing we're not talking egg. of eggs and orange juice. Yes, orange Julius, which I actually went to the other day with Halen. I didn't get an orange Julius, but they do still have them in the mall, and yeah. I just got a strawberry smoothie. No. That's kind of weird. Yeah, no. Mmm, E. coli in the morning, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Fire up that immune system. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I, it's the end of the minute, but we gotta talk coffee orders, because we're here. Right. Uh, Blake takes his with sugar, and it really reminded me of an episode of My So-Called Life, which I don't think Robert Altman ever anticipated. <laughs> Wait, uh, how did we get to the end of the minute already? We'll go back. Oh, We're just talking like, about oh, coffee. Okay, I was like confused too. It's like, but, it's like but I haven't we even started didn't even talk yet. About, like, <laughs> I'm literally just saying because we I find have out feelings how about punching coffee. <laughs> All right, we won't talk about that yet. <laughs> Who is Trapper yelling to? Because he delivers this line as if Burns is in the tent to hear him. Okay, wait, hold on. That line reading where he's like, I never expected the son of a bitch to get up. Like, exactly. you want to hear that. Because the tents, I mean, they're probably pretty close. And he's probably just hoping that he can hear him in the ne- next tent over. It's not like they're actual walls. If he's just okay. another tent over, then he would be able to hear him. Yeah, plus it's like they have all the flaps up, too. So okay. they're not trying to be discreet about anything. <laughs> and it's probably not too obvious. I mean, it's probably pretty obvious at this point that uh, they hate Frank with a passion. Well, yes. I'm sure everyone in camp is like, yeah, old news, move on. Find some new gossip, but... <laughs> I do love how, how he plays off the question. He's basically asking, what's wrong with you? Like, why did you hit him? And yeah. he totally, like, sidesteps that by saying, <laughs> I don't know, I must have lost my punch. And uh, by commenting on the fact that he didn't knock him out in one punch or something. <laughs> well, because Trapper's the athlete, too, right? right. I mean, yeah. That's in how this he... movie, we've, we already know he was a football star. In the show, he also did box, so yeah, yeah. I guess that all kind of goes together. I wonder if this was the inspiration from the show. It's like, oh yeah, of course, Trapper's boxing history. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just snort? Yeah, I did. Awesome. (laughs) I had a feeling you were gonna like guesting on this show. (laughs) Megan and I play it pretty loosey goosey. We're just like, "Eh, I'm along for the ride, you know. (laughs) That's awesome. It's all good. I was always confused because I read this as Trapper John is bundled up in a sleeping bag because it is so cold. But then maybe it's not so cold because Duke is in a t-shirt and fanning himself with a sun hat. And Hawkeye's wearing a sweater, but he's also getting changed 
and he's wearing boxers like the long underwear is gone, which makes me think it's not as cold, which is even more adorable because that means Trapper John is all snuggled up for, like, security purposes. <laughs> like, we met him, he was in that giant parka. I think he just feels more comfortable. <laughs> he's a man of many layers, okay? He's <laughs> <Yes>, adorable. <laughs> And he came straight here because you can see he's still wearing his cap from surgery like yep. he was in the punching scene. So he literally stalked back to this tent, climbed into his sleeping bag, and sli- zipped it up all the way over his head. You, do you think he's trying to hide here at all? <laughs> like, why? But, like, still defiant, like, defiant hiding. Yep. <laughs> I think my kid does this. <laughs> I'm hiding it is from kind you. Of a you found me. Move. I wasn't hiding. I'm proud of what I did. <laughs> yeah, so everybody, I mean, they allude here that everybody hates Burns. Pretty much. And everybody would have been would have hit him had they been given the chance. Yeah, Blake isn't exactly defending Burns' honor or anything. Yeah, he's more upset about the breaking of a rule, not who it was broken with. <laughs> yeah, and that it was done in front of the new chief nurse, too, yeah. right? Making so, his sorry, life Thomas, more difficult. Sorry, Thomas, you don't get right. any uh, nurse wool hand. Hey, I have all the ladies I need right here on this podcast. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> in true Henry Blake fashion, the punishment is that he cannot give Trapper his promotion for at least a week. Yeah, because to promote him after punching somebody, that might might not go over too well. It might not go over well. Yeah. So you're saying what I have to do is... It's just lay low for a week, and then I can basically have my job back. Well, I'm talking about the junior yeah. people who are um, like, oh, to get advanced, I have oh, to right. punch somebody. <laughs> I have to punch somebody. But to somebody that everyone can't stand or right. really screwed up. I just Make sure you're somebody. doing the company a favor by punching them. Exactly. Yeah. To be fair, as far as I understand, being chief surgeon is one of those promotions that is actually more work. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's like, one, like, you're not sure. You're not if actually want. getting much reward for how much extra work he will be doing. Oh, no. They don't get pay increases for extra yeah. work. It's a prestige promotion. <laughs> yeah. You get to call more shots and you get to put burns. You get to sideline burns more if you're the chief. Yeah. Oh, I just got hailed to the chief stuck in my head. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's coming. It's so coming. do you think an abnormal amount of patients die under Burns' care? They kind of hated that, yeah. Like, they, he, they're saying he's bad at his job? Because I know in the show, he's decent at it. He's a little too cocky for what he does, but he is at least decent at what he does. They always imply that he is, and on the show too, he's decent, but he's not good. Right, he thinks he's way better than he actually yes. is. Yeah, and I think this might be the same thing. And also, I think this minute is a perfect example of like what's really driving them nuts. I don't know if it's that so many more patients die; it's that it's never his fault right. when they die. There's always someone else to blame, and I think that is what has really got like i said when we first met burns and we were talking about how quickly they hated him and it's like sometimes you see they're trying and you understand how this would over time they're not seeing eye to eye they're grating on each other's nerves and it's just layering one thing after another and so okay he's not the best surgeon 
oh, but he can't admit that, you know? If, if he, I kind of wonder if he had said, like, look, I'm not the best surgeon. This isn't my jam. Like, I'm doing the best I can. Right. But it's, he it's, isn't. He's, it's easier he's, to respect somebody if they're willing to accept fault. Yeah. yeah. We even saw it. He's just such a jerk about it. Sorry, I'm, like, still <laughs> all pissed off about that. <laughs> so for you, the, po- the punch was very, uh, oh, what's the word? Cathartic. Cathartic, yes. That was exactly the word I was looking for. Yes. Yeah. The the cardiovascular surgeon provided cathartic release. Oh, look at you. Yes. You could write those intros that I did for the uh, never ending minute. There we go. Yeah. I, I We're not as clever on our intros, but that's all right. We, we make up for it in just pure ridiculousness <laughs> of movie. That's what makes it fun. This is... Duke's lackadaisicalness is really throwing me off because it's clear everyone came straight from what was happening. And it's just very, it's jarring in a way to go from that scene to this one. But I, I think that's why I like the end of this. It's almost a beat. You expect almost a, a twinkle off his teeth as he smiles at the end. <laughs> and I like how... Henry tries to lay down the law here. He's like, there's mm-hmm. going to be disciplinary action this time. I'm tired of you like, trying to run this. There's going to be action this time. And they're like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you have I, no power here. I always thought Duke said, what are you going to do, Henry? Fire us? <laughs> Dear listener, he doesn't. No, but, but I think in the, I want to say in the book, though, there's a point where they basically say that. To Blake at some point, but, but I'm hearing it in that accent. I, I wonder. Oh, yeah, if no, it's the like trailer. Yeah. Like maybe some takes he said it, some takes he didn't. He mutters something there, and maybe they just like changed camera views or takes or something, and and you can't quite catch what it is he says or something. Maybe that's it. Maybe they use a different take or audio from a different take at some yeah. point. But it, it's driving me nuts because it's just like there's more to that. Line. It's, Say it's, the rest of it. It's like alternate <laughs> editing at its best. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. All right. Can I talk about Jared Leto yet? <laughs> wait. What does this you... have to do with Jared? Yeah. Okay. Leto? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Wait. I, I, go with your thought, and then I'm Let's gonna. Let's hear a segue here. Come on. Yeah. Do yeah. It. You started that segue, so we have to do it. Jordan Catalano took his coffee black with three or four sugars. Which, as a child who didn't drink coffee, I thought the joke was that black coffee has nothing in it. And so to say black with three or four sugars was wrong. But now as an adult, I'm realizing it's not. What makes the coffee not black is not (laughs) milk. Yeah. Is not adding dairy to it. (laughs) Interesting. And how does that have to do with Jared Leto? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so... Jared Leto played Jordan Catalano. That was Jordan Catalano's order. Jordan Catalano's coffee order is like Henry Blake. Okay. Okay. Whew. Six degrees of Tierney's brain. <laughs> I have the biggest <laughs> one on my face right now. <laughs> so my thought... You introduced me to this podcasting genre, and I am here to make the connections. <laughs> so Tierney, since you good at connections, I had this. Th- I thought it was kind of nice that the minute ends with you know, don't you have any sugar in this place? And there's this close-up of Trapper with like, I'm assuming that's his family, like that's his, you know, his children. 
and his wife, and a little picture in for front him. of the pinup. Yeah. Um. Is, is, do we know if those are his actual children, like the actors, or is that just like as what I like to call instant relatives? So you buy the frame. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mom calls it. I stole it from her. Right. And like they have these instant people. Instant relatives. Instant relatives. Because I didn't Sutherland. have any luck. I mean, not that I. At a certain Tom point, I gave Sutherland. up to be perfectly honest. But Tom Skerritt. Because it wasn't Tom's married, or was he not married then? Elliot Gould was oh, Elliot. married to Barbara Streisand at the time of filming. Okay, so I'm and gonna go I with no. Thought I had lists on if they had kids together, I don't, I don't but they, they are did. not in this notebook. I don't think they did. I, or am I wrong on that too? My mom would be mortified right now because she's a huge Barbara fan and I, that I don't know would just like. Barbara. Barbara. Ask for Babs. Babs. He, I thought he had a spouse. Divorced one child. Oh, okay. He did have a kid. Uh, but that's after clearly. Jason Gould. Oh. His son was Barbara Streisand and Jason Gould was alive. He was born in 1966. Interesting. I knew it. But yeah, we're, we talked it. We talked about yeah. But those probably. Think how those he are, only had the son, so I'm guessing that's they just, just got a stock photo of a woman with two chick kids. <laughs> and just went, hey, look, hey, backlot. I need, I need, I need a, a nice American woman don't with you, some kids. And it looks like a pretty standard stock photo, you know. That's that, true, I guess. And and those are those. On either side are single photos of the kids. Right, so it, right, yes. Yeah. They got the same one. There is a Christmas ornament in my family that is a photo frame ornament. And the girl in it looks like my grandmother did as a child. And so for years, I hung it on the tree. And then we were clearing out Christmas ornaments. And I said, you can't get rid of that one. It's a picture of grandma. And my mother looked at me and said, no, it's not. We don't know who this person is. <laughs> Now, of course, I'll never get rid of that ornament. I treasure it forever. It's an instant relative. You but can't I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> because usually if there's a stock photo in a frame, it says, like, the size of the frame or the brand or something. Not always. Not always. We've been to TJ Maxx lately. Not always. It's entirely possible that this is a strange child who just took a photo in the 40s. <laughs> So, don't knock it. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. Your relatives are awesome. You can make up stories about them and they can't do anything about it, right? This is Cousin Bobby. Cousin Bobby is in the Peace Corps right now. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I Prove me wrong. Oh, my God. Well, we used to do that because my grandmother had so... Well, there were so many different family stories. And actually, they did involve the Navy because only... One person went into the submarine service. They're always a little screwy, those submariners. Yes, yeah, yeah, they that are. got involved in it. Because I think what happened was the person who went into the submarine service in World War II, completely unrelatedly many years later, committed suicide. I think. But, of course, in the family tellings, this has changed into him, like, shooting up the sub and sinking it in the North Sea or something. Um, it depends on what mood we're in, how graphic it gets. But there's, 
Yeah, yeah. Family stories that take on a life of their own are fantastic. He also pees on a live wire, giving him lockjaw before he does it. I mean, there's definitely wow. some conflating of stories. <laughs> this story is complex. Yeah, did you know if you pee on a live wire, it gives you lockjaw? <laughs> That's definitely how that goes, right? It gets dark, too. He took us to a really dark place. I think this movie's getting to us. What I love is that these are, like, my family jokes that I'm cracking up, and you are both like, what the hell is wrong with right. I'm half laughing, half what the fudge. So. I just remember my grandfather one Christmas, he was in the Navy during Korea, and he joined up so himself so he would be in the Navy and not the damn army, but mm-hmm. he left the Navy because he heard they might put him on a submarine, and he was like, oh, hells no. <laughs> They get the best food. <laughs> yeah, that clearly. Because everything else is so terrible. I mean, he was already on, like, a tiny World War II era dinky destroyer. I don't think he wanted to be on anything smaller. That's fair. Well, that was the family thing was you always join the Navy, never the Army. Because in the Army, they're shooting at men. But in the Navy, they're shooting at ships. So even if they hit it, you still got a pretty good shot. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. You have levels and levels of steel they have to get through. Yep. I'm really sorry. Like, I don't think of that as a dark thing. I think of that as really funny that we took, like, eight different horrible family stories but combined them into one ridiculous, hilarious family story. That might doesn't surprise me at all, Tierney. <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all. I can't get here. <laughs> I was having so much fun playing in sleeping bags, and now, now here we are. <laughs> now here we are. Asking for sugar. I do like that uh, I don't think we get enough of this in this show although they do have the pot but the fact that you could also be offered coffee in addition to liquor yeah Oh, that's like, true. Like, it's not just gin. They're also taking care of business and, and they do have the little pot that sits on top of the stove in the TV show but I don't feel like they're offering people coffee nearly as often. That's true. There also seems to be more beer in this movie than in the television show, too. But Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. It's easier to get away with that in a film instead of on syndicated TV. I actually tried to look to see, but I don't know of any resources that will tell me this for this era of movie. If they had, like, a deal with PBR. I know, because it keeps showing like up. Paps did some product placement here. Well, it's just that PBR is the cheapest beer they could think of, and so they figured that's what they could get in Korea. Did Natty I mean, Light not exist? I'm sorry. <laughs> Natty Light shouldn't exist now. I know, so. it's really, it really shouldn't. Those are both kind of on the same level, if you ask me, but uh, I'm, yeah. no, I'm no connoisseur. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't stand Natty Light. Ugh. That's, someone didn't drink and i i was talking i like oh why not and he was saying like oh it tastes really gross and then the way he explained it i was like oh so all beer to you tastes like warm natty ice yeah i get what you don't drink never mind that makes perfect sense um, so there's a there's a magazine called beer advocate they're yes, like super for beer clearly and it gets a natty like is a 1.8 rating so you'd say that they were advocating for beer? How crazy. Yes. The beer advocate advocates for beer, but not natural ice. But not natural ice. Because natural um, ice doesn't count as beer. It really should. I'm surprised they even... Sadly, well, maybe, sadly, um, they give BBR a 2.7. There are people so that So almost prefer a whole percentage <laughs> point. Yeah. 
better. Still not good. Still not good. <laughs> I like the idea. Actually, that would have been really great if they had put that out in like their April issue. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like we re- we reviewed Daddy Ice. Reviewed Daddy Ice. It's coming out on oh, April first, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, because I I could see that being a jo- like if you were really into it, that could be kind of fun to be like, uh. And I'm sure this coffee is on that same scale. Like, there's no way this is good, right? Oh no, that coffee is probably disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows how long it's been in but that pot? But you take right? what you can get. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's like oh, when uh, when you're out on cruise and you've been stuck at sea too long without a port. Eventually, they'll let everybody have non-alcoholic beer. Oh, do Yes. Ah. <laughs> like, if you just so you can taste the nastiness instead of getting drunk. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Fun fact, Tierney: We can't have Natty Light in this match film because it didn't come out until 1977. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You know, my dad refers to the 70s as the time that taste forgot. My dad sometimes does, too. And the fact that Natty Ice was born in the 70s... Shouldn't surprise me, but... Yeah. 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 It was 1977. They were inventing this before Star Wars came out, and they just thought, what is there to live for? There's no gas, and everything (laughs) is miserable. So we might as well drink this. (laughs) Hey, you're talking about my childhood here. (laughs) Which I hope was not spent drinking Natty Ice. No, no, no. I was was one years old, so no, definitely not. (laughs) I've definitely beat this minute to death. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're good. Well, yes. (laughs) Now, Thomas, you can tell how official we are here. You will be shocked to hear that half an hour into this film, we still have no clever outro. <laughs> <laughs> we just end. We just say goodbye. Kind of like the movie Mash. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're staying Bunch on Bunch of vignettes, and it's over. <laughs> You've been listening to Mash Minute, starring Tierney Steele, Megan Coleman, and special appearances by Thomas Howard. <laughs> and the end. <laughs> Finn. Yep. If people are looking for Crit Stormcast, how do they find it? Uh, they can go to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and look for at Crit Stormcast. And then we're on all major podcatchers. So just search for Crit Storm and you should find it. Great. And that's the same way to find Mash Minute, which you've obviously already done successfully once. So congratulations. And do it again tomorrow, and we'll talk about Minute 33.